Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with the comic Nikki McCallum. Nikki McCallum, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty oh, well. Oh, good. Yeah, thank you so much for coming in. And where can people see you do stand-up comedy on stage in New York City? And where can they find you online? Yeah, so they can find me online at, my Instagram handle is at Nikki Mac and Cheese. Oh, yeah, I love that. Nikki, Nikki Mac, Mac and Cheese, right? Are you Nikki Mac and Cheese across all platforms? Uh, I am just Nikki Mac and Cheese on Instagram. Okay. I am Nikki McCallum on Twitter. And that's really where you can find me. You okay. can try to creep into my Facebook, but... <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. I tried. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, are, do you also have Nikki McCallum website or no? Yes, I do. Okay. It's Nikki-McCallum.com. Mm. And is that where they're going to find out how to buy Dry Run, your new book? That is exactly where they are going to find out is how to it? buy Dry Run. Okay. Is it out right now on Amazon? It is. Okay. It was released in May 2019, and it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and in select bookstores and... On a bunch of random platforms that I did not know existed. <laughs> I guess you're on there now, too. And I love Dry Run because it's, you know, I'm going to massacre the premise. But as I recall, it is about an only child who grew up and a parent was an alcoholic. And so she dealt, he or she dealt with that through running. Correct. Okay. Now, yeah. How the, you know, and it sounds like right now you're even taking that, this is a successful book, and you're trying to turn it into jokes for stage time. Yeah. And so, yeah. So let me tell me about the book and how long did it take? And was it a little bit traumatic to try to relive the things that would turn into, you know, a couple hundred pages of just excellence? Yeah. So it took me eight years from start to finish. Wow. Was it hardcore writing every, or is it just kind of stops and starts because it was, the material was very difficult? It was stops and starts. And the difficult part about it was it took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to say with it. Okay. And, you know, books are never done, right? It's my memoirs, Destroy My Life. It's never done. But the important thing for me was have I said what I wanted to say? And once I figured it out, I was like, okay. Okay. And what did did you want to say? Are you able to kind of, what, what did you, what's the thing that finally convinced you? you know, to write it dutifully, but also to stop. What's the, uh, yeah. what's the reason? What did you want to say in a sentence? Yeah. So well, I'll, just, I'll give you a quick piece of context. So the yeah. book, my dad ran 32 marathons, was also ah. a recovering alcoholic. Okay. And I ran my first marathon as a Hail Mary pass to him after he experienced a near-death relapse. Wow. So, yeah, those relapses can be near death, like that you yeah. can't drink like you could before. I almost think that's happened with Amy Winehouse where yeah, yeah, yeah. you stop for a while and then once you start up, you're fucked because totally. you can't drink the quantity you could before. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, those relapses can be really scary and powerful. Yeah. And I you know, was scared to talk to my dad about his drinking. So I thought, OK, well, maybe I'll find some common ground or... Right speak to him in his language, so that's why I ran a marathon, which is crazy. You're like, couldn't you have an easier language like a 5K? He could have right. been so, so into 5Ks, it would have been great. Or I could have just like done a few shots, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that <laughs> would have also helped. So um, so the book has 26.2 chapters, which is... Oh, cool, which is the distance. I walked and ran one. Oh, wow. Oh, good for yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't train for it. It was awful. Oh, no. Which one was it? Uh, it Chicago was back in 98, <gasps> so it was just decades ago. And, um, you know, I was young. You know, I was probably about 20, so I'm 40 now. But oh, it was uh, when you don't train for a marathon, Ugh. even when you only walk and run it. Like, I ran the first 13 miles, but then I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. And I walked and ran the rest. But it's just hell on your body. It's 
Awful. I'm actually running Chicago. I'm like, marathons are awful. Don't do them. I'm running my third. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, and Chicago's Chicago. a nice flat one. What, what had you done before? What other marathons? I did Providence okay. and I did New York. Uh, and like, I think the New York is a little bit hillier than Chicago will be, right? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Chicago's supposed to be flat, and then you go through some cool parts of the city. But then I think there was one portion when I was doing it, and it was in kind of the—I would think it was just kind of—it's almost desolate ghetto, or it's just you know, the, instead of tumbleweeds blowing by, it's like wrappers, you know, and it's just concrete jungle everywhere. But I don't know if they fixed it. But then you run through Pilsen, which is a, a Hispanic neighborhood, and you run through Lakeview, which is really pretty, and so you see all the neighborhoods for better and worse. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, Although, it's a nice way to see Chicago, though. I'm I'm excited about that, but every time someone's told me a course is flat, I'm like I do not find this flat at yeah. all. Like I and it doesn't matter in the slightest, right? Like unless you're a competitive marathoner, it's not like oh I really no. want to do sub two two hours or something. It's like right. no, it's going to be fucking hard, right? Yeah. Like me laying down, that's flat, yeah. right? Like anything. <laughs> it can also be flat when I lay down. Why do I have to run a marathon? On right. It? Oh, that's funny. Exactly. And so and so it's twenty six point two chapters. Yes. Okay. And then what other kind of what made it? What you know? I guess you say it's a memoir, but it's yeah. not. You know, what parts of it are compressed and what parts of it do you really dive deep into? I suppose it's the alcoholism thread and the fact that you used running to kind of uh, relate to your dad. Yeah. So the way it's structured, each chapter, there's a paragraph at the beginning of each chapter that is that marathon that I ran in real time. Oh, okay. And then the rest of the chapter is kind of a moment from my life exposing a story between me and my dad or kind of our journey. It's very – it focuses a lot – on relationships and especially the only child uh, yeah. dynamic where one parent is the alcoholic, one is the codependent, ah. and and then there's me. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and okay. I started writing it. So I, I have an acting background originally. Okay. And I, can't, I, was, I can't tell at all. You're not expressive with your face and your voice, right? <laughs> not at all. Okay. I always like people make fun of me because I gesture so much. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. She's gesturing wildly on this audio podcast. I'm, I'm doing a tap dance right now. You just... Um, but uh, so I was in this acting class and the teacher, the first day of class, gave an assignment, write a two page monologue about something that's difficult to talk about, memorize it, come back and perform it for the class. Oh, OK. So I wrote a monologue about how I thought it was so crazy that I thought it was easier to run a marathon than it was for me to talk to my dad about. <sighs> that says a lot. That's yeah. a wonderful joke. And are you going to tell that on stage? I might. OK. You're like, well, I didn't think it was that funny, Brian, like, but it's kind of a joke. Totally. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's write perfect. That one. Yeah. Wow. Um, So I did it. And my teacher was like, this is your map. Like, go write this book. And I was like, oh, holy shit. I didn't. Wow. I didn't. You know, I'd never written a book. Right. This is my first book. And so I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do this. And through that process, you know, to answer your original question, what did I want to say with it? There there were a couple of things. And I think, you know, the number one thing I wanted to do with Dry Run is there's such a stigma attached to alcohol addiction. Right. There's so much shame affiliated with it that every support group is anonymous. And for me, I'm like, that's crazy. And so yeah. I wanted to let people know that they're not alone. Oh, sure. Because um, you, ha- you really have to, t- you have to, I-, I have a friend who is a recovering alcoholic and it saved his life. Like he was starting to turn yellow. He was having acne on top of acne. Yeah. And uh, he couldn't even show up anymore, even though we had, you know, we had been friends for so long that he always showed up. Like, and it saved his life. But it, it really... It's you really have to work the program. You have to be ready for it. And, you know, that's what yeah. they and I think I've been to a meeting because I'm more of a food addict than an alcohol person. Oh, but it, but like but you go to these <laughs> meetings and like there's open meetings and closed meetings. And so if you were to go to a closed Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, 
you are not supposed to talk about food addiction. And so the one, number one thing in addiction recovery is to be honest. And so I would be mm-hmm. like, do a share or something, and I couldn't even be honest because I'm a food addict, and these are yeah. not my people. Like, we all have the same thing, but you're not my people. Like, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you're going through. Like, it's generally the same thing, but... It only the one thing that they say in the meetings, and I'm probably not supposed to say, is it only works if you work it. Yeah. And so, did you find that? Did he ultimately work a program, or he he was there was a period of his life where he was going to two meetings a day. Okay. Um, he actually passed about a year ago. He was seven oh. years sober when he passed. Oh, good. Yeah, it's um. So even after the near fatal relapse, he kind of went back into the program, and he was he was good for seven years. Yeah. Oh, good. And that's that's another thing I wanted to say with the book because a lot of it focuses on my relationship with my dad. Yeah. And you know. It was very full, to say the least. I was angry. I loved him. I was hurt. You know, the full gamut. But at the end of the day, I think I knew that I was ready to put the book out there when I got to a place where I was like, wow, I actually, you know, my parents raised me to believe that life isn't about your failures. It's about how you handle them and how you get back up. That's good that the alcoholic and the codependent taught you so well. (laughs) They totally did. They really were wise. I wonder if it it. was the alcohol and the codependency. Right. (laughs) Um, and so I was like, wow, like at the end of the day, my dad kept fighting. Oh, good. Like he never gave up. And that was my big takeaway ultimately from our relationship. And that is what drove him to run 32 marathons. Yeah. And it's also what's driving you to run your marathons. And one thing I'd like to know is, is, are you getting a response from the people reading it that is very uh, touching to you? Because I would think that these people who read your book are are just going to love it and they're going to relate and they're going to reach out to you in just a very memorable, positive way. Oh, thank you. I have, you know... It's funny. I'll answer that, and it's a twofold answer. Okay. I will say the biggest challenge in getting it in front of people has been this, um, the anonymous piece, because my target audience is very much anonymous. Um, On the flip side, I have gotten messages from a lot of people who I grew up with. There was actually, um, and this really was powerful for me, a guidance counselor (gasps) from high school (sighs) who reached out and said, you know, I read your book. I... This was really eye-opening for me because my job— Because I was drunk drunk the whole time when I was guiding you guys. Right. (laughs) I was wasted. Um, But she said, my job was to help kids like you, and I didn't know you were struggling. And it ties it back to, like, the whole stigma and shame and, you know, remaining anonymous. Okay. And then so so they have reached out to you, and it's just surprising that these are some of the people you know. And you're like, I didn't know you were dealing with this sort of thing. Totally. Okay. And then you you are running your marathon when? Um, October. Yeah, we're plugging that. Yeah, I think I remember it being in October, and hopefully it's nice and cool for you because it's of so. course it's flat, and it's just going to be the easiest because <sighs> it's so flat, right? And then what are you kind of doing to follow up on Dry Run? Yeah, so I am um, doing a bunch of uh, TV appearances and oh, cool. book and yeah, podcasts and I things saw, like I that. Yeah, I saw on some of your Instagram, Nikki Mac and Cheese, that you were on TV. Yes, yeah. I got it. And you were there with your book, and you were I looking very professional. I think my suit, my, yeah. my blazer. Yeah. Um, that was just I, so classic because it was clear. You could check with the logos and stuff. It was clearly just a network. Yeah, you know, yeah, a, lo- yeah. a local TV station or whatever is very professional, but it was fun and funny you. to see that logo on there. You know, it's like yeah. she, she's made it. She's on, she's doing the, the, the promotional circuit. Doing it. Yeah. Doing it. And then, as you mentioned earlier, I'm starting to incorporate dry, dry run in my stand up okay. act. And where are you working? Where can people see you do that on stage in New York City? Yeah. So I produce a monthly show called You're So Brave. Oh, cool. Comedy. It's and the is l- that, did you choose people based on them talking about stories of their own bravery? <laughs> so we don't, but we okay. do make everyone um, share one brave thing they did good, this week. Good. And yeah. that's, where, where is that again? 
Uh, that is at the Lantern. Oh, cool. So the it's Greenwich Village. Great, Greenwich great Village. neighborhood. And mm-hmm. it's every month. Uh, the fourth Wednesday of every month. So your next one is? Is uh, this Wednesday. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, this will this will be, uh, you can send this out tonight and promote your show. And then it's called You're So Brave. And what other comics are kind of, uh, you know, when you're booking this, what yeah. are you looking for in the comics? Um, honestly, talent. Okay. It really, I run it with uh, my partner in crime. Her name is Sarah Cooper, also okay. a very accomplished author and, and comedian. Brave. And okay. brave. And, and she wrote a book that's, uh, did, you know, we're not here to plug her book, but what's we her book, it. if you remember? Well, she has a few, but um, her most recent one was How to Be Successful Without Hurting Men's Feelings. <sighs> Great read. <laughs> that's hilarious. A little bit less traumatic than your own. Yeah, we really were like polar opposites. But, then, but also <laughs> less, con- less constructive. Like people can get a lot, of, lot out of Dry Run, and they can find that in Nikki, Nikki McCallum and also Nikki Mac and Cheese. Yeah. Okay. And it's on Amazon right now. It's just blowing up like tons of great reviews. Thank you. Yeah, right? I like beg for those reviews. Yeah, yeah. She's she's leaving hey. them herself. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come to my show. Buy my book. And then Dry Run. Are you doing anything to make sure that people who love your comedy on stage can also learn about Dry Run? Like, are you are you incorporating a mention of Dry Run into your show at all? I'm I'm working towards it. Okay. I'm working towards it. The uh, streamlining the branding has been a challenge for me, right? Because yeah. you like come up and you do comedy, and it's like, by the way, I wrote a book about my alcoholic dad. Ha yeah. ha. You know. So. So even um, like so before you had written Dry Run, you were you were so it was in your mind it was so stigmatized that you had never talked about it on stage before. You know, I hadn't I hadn't talked about it on stage not because it was stigmatized, but because. It's a hard thing to make funny, and yeah. it's a hard thing to make funny in an original way that hasn't been done. Yeah, and why Why do you think it's a hard thing? To, I mean, not just because there's other comics who've done it and you want to stay original, but yeah. is there anything that's hard about it because the audience might actually be going through something similar? And it's like, dude, if I wanted this problem, I'd go home. Why did I come to a comedy show? Yeah, and I think I think that's true, and I think doing material like that, I've noticed as I've started playing it around is – uh, it can go a couple of ways. One is the audience feels bad for me. Okay. And once someone feels bad for you, you're not, <laughs> not, not going to get to laugh at that pity, right? You yeah. hear like, oh, after a punchline, I'm like, I'm going to go <laughs> kill myself. Um, so I think to let people know it's okay to laugh. Yeah. And, you know, the comedy scene, a lot of the shows that I'm doing right now, I'm a regular at the Grizzly Pair oh, cool. as well, um, and I do their late night show. Okay. And material about an alcoholic dad isn't going to fly at <sighs> When they're drinking. I must think that the club <laughs> owner might have a problem with that. It's like, dude, Nikki, Nikki, back the fuck off. These people want to buy drinks, right? Right? Yeah, you're hurting our business. Yeah. Um, so I think that's another thing. It's finding the right audience and uh, talking about it in a way that lets people know it's okay to laugh, talking about it in a way. My dad has to be likable, yeah. I think, in order for people to know they can laugh but at it. But it's also legacy. You want people, you want these people yeah. to love your dad like you did. Totally. Right. And are the audiences any different? Like, are you drawing the right audience to you at the Lantern? Yes. At um, You're So Brave, like, compared to the Grizzly Pear audience that might just be there because it's got a reputation for just a gr- bunch of great comics back-to-back? Um, yeah, we definitely will. And I think our Lantern show is at 7.30. Good. On Wednesday, 7.30. So this it's just Wednesday. an earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yep. Oh, so it's a little bit earlier, too, so maybe people yeah. are not as uh, offended by the al- al- alcoholic yeah, talk. <laughs> it's just like, you know, at 2 a.m., you want to hear dick jokes, right? Yeah. Like, you don't want to hear something heavy. Yeah. I've got a bit I do about my dad's funeral, too, and I'm okay. careful where I do that because yeah. it's knowing your audience, right? Yeah, and so, so the think, You're So Brave audience is probably more open to that. Yeah, like they're, they're brave. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I love that so much. And so Dry Run is available on Amazon right now. Get it, and it's it's Nikki Mac and Cheese on, so, on Instagram. And yep. there you can see a picture of her. Eating mac from, and cheese. Uh, yeah, but also on the network. News promoting yes. dry, dry Run. Yes. Nikki McCallum, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.